I can't wait for Sarah to comment on my door and be like, oh my God, is that a garage door? Look at that garage door. That must have an R value of nine. I'd be like, yeah, no, Sarah. It does have an R value of nine. I mean, that's not a very high R value. See, that's what I was saying, Jordan. Our garage door? That's perfect. I'm out here in short. Well, I'm glad that you can be out there in short. I knew what an R value was. I'm 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 hip. Mm-hmm. Hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop anonymous. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I'm gonna be the majority. Uh, on, on this one, I already can tell. Um, I have not seen Hook probably since 1998, and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I got a chance to watch it with my wife and daughter. My daughter has never seen Hook or Peter Pan stuff yet. She was confused, rightfully so, but she asked me a question. Daddy, can I marry Rufio? And I said, yes. Yes, you may. Today we're talking about Hook, part of our nostalgia extravaganza retrospective. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Bangarang move, Riley. Of course, that's what uh, every person would say after seeing such a movie, I'm sure. I'm excited to talk about Hook, but not as excited as Sarah. We're getting into her territory, I think, maybe? Yar! This is my favorite movie. (laughs) And I can confirm uh, and agree with Riley, I do have some love for Rufio. Right, like, right. How could you not? Well, here's the funny thing. I was like such a dad. She was like, Dad, I want to marry Rufio. And then like five scenes later, he dies. And I'm like, you can't marry him now, can you? Oh, <laughs> good luck with that, Riley. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Dude, so this movie, up uh, again, I have to say this for a little bit um, for everybody who was listening. We have to pick these movies for nostalgia extravaganza. These are movies that came out when we were young. That were either so that were going to be huge, and they were either really good or really bad, mediocre. This is that movie. This movie was everywhere in '91. Like this movie was huge. I saw this in theaters. I was what? I like four five. or five years old. Yeah. I mean, like I mean, this this movie was the movie for us, right? Oh, this I, came out this uh, 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 Terminator Two. I, I I think I remember uh, a lot. Uh, this came out during Christmas. And it's a Christmas yeah. movie, by the way. We we confirmed that uh, there is a Christmas tree. They are coming here, so this does confirm it. If we're doing Die Hard rules, uh, Christmas. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that road again. The fans uh, are st- because it's already confirmed, right? We we got the rules in place. Here we go. <laughs> Everything's about it. Hey, flying. I understand that you know reindeers or humans might be a separate thing, but you know they go to house to house. Okay. Connections are there. Uh, uh far be to reach. Anyway. Uh, what was I? I kind of got lost on on that part. Hook. Oh, that is Hook. A, that for the for the kids uh, in me that this was like a huge marketing machine. It, yeah, it seems like in the '90s, like especially early '90s, like in late '80s. Well, basically before the internet, everything was just a huge marketing machine. What can they sell? What can they, um, I guess, get more out of? Can there be any more? Uh, uh, avenues to go down where they could sell anything uh and they did there were a lot of there were a lot of merchandise for this there was clothes toys action figures a robin williams peter pan action figure it looks so weird oh yeah oh i'm 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 sure it does sarah this movie was huge for you as well i mean this would be great i don't remember the first time i saw this but I do remember one of the last times I saw it because they were playing it at a summer festival movie at the park. The 
company I was working for, there was a bunch of us kind of about the same age, born in the mid 80s. And we all got together on a Friday night to sit in a park in the uncomfortable dirt to watch this movie. And we were all so happy because this yeah. movie is so good and it holds up 20, 30, 30 years later. How's that make you feel, by the way? Oh, 30 we won't, years go, later. we won't go into that. We won't go into that. I will actually disagree with you on that one point. This movie's not good when it comes. I mean, like, the, I will say this movie is a wonderful set design. This is clearly the same set as Goonies. I think Spielberg just is like, <laughs> hey, you know. Um, I love that this thing looks like it's filmed on a soundstage. I love the casting of this movie. But overall, though, editing story-wise... It, it it jumps all over the place. There's plot holes everywhere. It doesn't make sense. Let's talk about plot holes. Yes, we're gonna. Talk. I want to know what what you think. Yeah, let's see what what Jordan had had, had found here. Besides, also by the way, that uh, uh, the cast, the star-studded cast that is in this, um, this is also a Steven Spielberg movie. Right before Jurassic Park. So, of course, we got some IMDb trivia with this. Uh, you know the little boy in Jurassic Park, Tim, right? Mm-hmm. He auditioned for the role of Jack in this, and Spielberg was like, I got another movie I want you in. Interesting. About it's about dinosaurs. So he pushed him away for that and kept Jack. Um, this movie would not have these stars if it was for Spielberg, obviously. There's no way they're going to get these these actors because this is this is a generic Spielbergian film. It has nothing special to it. It's not Jaws. It's not Raiders. It's not E.T. It's not Jurassic Park. It's just kind of run the mill. I made an argument with my wife that any director could have made this movie, but he wouldn't have gotten the stars. Agree? Disagree. Well, if you had different stars, now you have a different movie and that might be uh, something to, to, to watch here. I will say that I, I think most anyone can play Peter Pan, but not most anyone can play Smee and Hook. Right. Which, I don't want. I don't want to. Yes, no. Don't talk about him now. I want to. I want to go through this movie, but um, I will say right off the bat. Let's get into it. Um, I don't know much about Peter Pan. Uh, of course, I did when I was younger. Um, I know the gist of Peter Pan, right? I don't know every little detail, um, but I, I I know the gist of Peter Pan. So going into this movie, um, there's a lot of things that I was asking my wife about. So Toodles. I want to mm-hmm. ask about Toodles, right? The guy who lost his marbles. Yeah. Yes. So the movie is set up that uh, it's modern day, 91, Peter Pan is in his, he's 40, he's married, and he has two kids, boy and girl, lawyer, Peter Panning, and he goes to London to see his adopted, no, orphan. Adopted grandmother. Adopted grandmother, Wendy Darling. Yes. And in in this house, we have Toodles, an old guy who says, I lost my marbles, which Mm -hmm. everybody's like, dude. Was Toodles an original lost boy that came back with Peter? Yeah. How did that work? Uh, I mean, does it matter? No, I'm like, wasn't the original story, like at the end of the original like Disney cartoon or the book, was 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 Toodles like, I'm going to stay? Or does the original ending not end with Peter staying? No, the original story, which there's a whole history of that, and it was written in multiple pieces by J.M. Barry. Uh, really great book. I'm trying to remember who reads it. A fantastic audiobook if you want to listen to it. Great story. There's fairy orgies in it. It's great. Um, Peter Pan, 
the Disney animated movie is one of the two, my two favorite Disney animated movies, Peter Pan and Robin Hood, hands down favorites. Okay. Um, so I know a lot about Peter Pan. Okay. Um, in that story and in um, the actual storybook, uh, Peter stays in Neverland. Uh, Wendy, John, and Michael return to London after their adventure, and that's it. Peter stays in Neverland with the Lost Boys, Smee, Hook, all of that. Um, okay. He doesn't come back. He doesn't grow up. And I think that's why maybe these uh, actors were able to sign on, because it's a totally different, it's a retelling of a story a lot of people know, Um in a very different way, you know, Peter Pan grows up and forgets who he is and has to be reminded, which is just such a, a nice story. Um, but yeah, Toodles, for whatever reason, decided not to stay in Neverland and came back uh, to reality with Peter. And uh, All right. I, I think it's actually uh, uh, pretty fun to to have that because the, you could have then other Lost Boys that presumably have done the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. That they have come back. Uh, with Pan or with Toodles and them and became adopted and acclimated into the the real world. Also, I'd like to uh, maybe uh, off mic uh, later talk about how Sarah might have a thing for men in green tights. Oh. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Or or maybe it's the hat. Maybe it's the hat. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about kind of the middle-ish end of the movie. Eric's gone. Uh, um, Okay. So, so I want to talk about the middle end of the movie where, 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 where Peter Pan finds out who he is in the past. Cause I'm confused about some stuff. So you guys just told me that in the original story of Peter Pan, he does not stay in London. He he's, he's in Neverland. Correct. So now, so this story is saying that Peter, um, he was an or well he was an or well he was orphaned but they're saying that peter was well, i had a mom and the wind blew him yes he said he ran away by the way i i have one of those hats that's why i'm cracking up oh nice. god you do <laughs> oh it's in the hall closet he's gonna put it on tonight and he's gonna he's gonna crow he's gonna crow. Oh, gonna fly wow. gonna fight gonna crow He's gonna have a gold sword. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, I wish I had yeah. that gold sword. That thing legit. was uh, for a, being as old as it was. It was quite clean, and uh, well, I mean, I guess that's how disciplined Rufio is. Anyway, I want to go back to uh, Peter Pan because that part. I know we're jumping uh, as we usually do, but they said in this movie that Peter Pan ran away as a toddler that or I mean as an infant child that apparently in his stroller said nah I'm out of here I don't like this mom's talking about some BS I ain't gonna be a part of that and he just rolls away uh, and then he didn't obviously didn't plan that through he wipes out and is crying on some cobblestone fountain and then that's what tink comes over and saves him and kidnaps that baby takes him to Neverland where he then kind of grows up right yeah that was that was a question that i had if they brought him to neverland when he was a child as as an infant how did he grow into in the books he's generally kind of preteen um and is it like neverland that makes you not grow up or is it just children that don't grow up if you arrive there as an adult do you continue to age um, there's a really fantastic series of books called Peter and the Star Catchers by, um, oh, it's a comedian. 
Dave Barry. Um, they're really, really good. But they do like the origin story of Peter Pan, and it's really, really great. Well, I mean, I would like to guess that um, nobody ages, right? Because this has been 30-something years since Peter's been back. And, uh, I mean, I mean, like, Hook and Shmee and the Pirates are going to age at that point, right? So, I think it's been – yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I'm assuming. So, no, it was weird for me because the way the movie shows me – and I, I, I do want to go through it as I'm just trying to figure out the origin and, and what's made up and what's not. I'm just what this whole movie is. But, but, but the movies tell me that Peter was cool with his mom. It's just as an infant, the wind blew him and Tink kidnapped him. As an infant, for however this works in magical world, he decided he didn't want to grow up and have adult responsibilities. So he ran away. And that's when the wind blew his pram down the hill. Tinkerbell finds him okay. and takes him to Neverland. Not good. All right. See, see, that's one of the issues Maybe why I have this movie. Thing. That's fair. Maybe the whole thing is based on fairy law, fairy logic. We can understand it. We're not fairies. Well, also, she is in love with Peter as well. Of course we she point, is. As we find How could out. you not be? He's right. Peter so Pan. then so then Peter is pre-aged, pre-teen, and he decides to stalk people in their houses until he could find one window that's not open. That's not me being a jerk. That's literally no. what happened. No, it's not. His shadow ran away from him. No, it, no, no. He said he went into. He in was, the, you're right. You're right. In the stories, yeah. he would sit outside of Wendy's window because she told stories, and he liked to listen to her stories. Not in this movie. You're right. Not in this movie. Like, like in this movie, he said, "I went to window to window to try to find an open window, and it was the darlings that was I, open." And I, I then, mean, I wouldn't think that's the creepiest part. Like that part is like, okay, a flying boy missing out in the youth. Yeah, sure, that that's weird and creepy. But he's also like this weird fairy. The creepy part, I think, is later on, right when he decides to stay and he kisses a sleeping girl who he then uh, marries and and has kids with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right, right. So I want to talk Did about that. Did Wendy so- both of them? Is is Wendy the the <laughs> the evil villain in all of this? Well, see, I don't understand a lot of stuff. See, I don't understand. It's like, okay, so 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 Peter and Wendy have their have their uh, their adventures, and then that mm-hmm. inspires her to write the book, and she does this orphanage stuff, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But then, out of nowhere, you know, every time he comes back, she gets older and older, and she's like, "That's my granddaughter, Moira, mm-hmm. Moira." I can't say it. Moira. So, Moira. And I was like, "Where's the daughter? Screw the granddaughter. Where's the daughter? The daughter's never mentioned." Yeah, and I also wanted to. Where's the mom? Where's where are his adopted parents? Right. No, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it just that part doesn't make sense to me. Right. So then I'm like, okay. So now there's the granddaughter, and then he pulls out a thimble, and he says, "I'm gonna give her a kiss." And she mm-hmm. and Wendy's like, "No, you can't." He's like, "No, a real kiss." What's with the thimble? Did I miss that's, it? No, that's also from the original story. Uh, okay. Because Peter doesn't know. You know, Peter's very naive. He doesn't know things. And so when he shows up at the Darling's home, his shadow is flying around. Uh, Wendy sews it back onto him um, because that's how shadows work, of course. Okay, okay. Um, He's trying to put it on his foot with some soap, but she sews it onto him, keeps keeps it attached. And then to thank her, she says, you can give me a kiss. Is that how it went? And then he, they give. I would like she to. Gives she him, would like to. Give I would like to give kiss. you a kiss, and she gives him a thimble. So he thinks that's, that's a kiss. Yes. Okay. All right. Backstory's figured out for me. Uh, I stand by what I said earlier. Hey, like hey, the film, but do you do you think that uh, because of that, that um, Peter and Moira's uh, wedding night was super confusing? He brought a wedding a thimble of that, a bigger thimble. 
<laughs> Eric. Um, okay, so one more question before we get into the nuts mm -hmm. and bolts of it is this crocodile thing. So my memory mm -hmm. serves me. Now, again, this is just my memory. But in the original Disney cartoon, there's this there's this alligator that's also like that's a trying crocodile. To, crocodile who's who's trying to eat both Peter and Captain Hook for some reason. It's just trying to eat Captain Hook, and because, it has already uh, uh, vengeance. No reason. Okay. There's no backstory. Okay. Um, and it has, I believe, already eaten his watch, and that's why he ticks, and that's why he's the the crocodile is always associated with clocks and timekeeping. Okay, so in this story, Peter leaves to go live the world in human world, mm -hmm. if you will. And in that time, Hook kills the crocodile, the mm -hmm. gigantic crocodile, and turns him into a giant clock during yes. this time. So why, here's a question then, why does Hook wait 25 years, 30 years to kidnap Peter's children? Just because this is the perfect time? Is there, uh, there kind of like a portal where only the door is open for a period of time? Like, mm. why now? I feel like Hook probably, well, so Peter hasn't been back to London in a long time. Right. They, they talk about that at the beginning, that he's just been too busy, and it's been like 10 years. So since he had kids, he might not have been back to London. Okay. And so maybe Hook has a, a Peter's in London alarm, and uh, it started going off when when he couldn't, showed up. Couldn't Hook get him in San Francisco? I guess not. Apparently okay. not. Okay. It's, All right. It's only this, applies to to. to it's different to constellations in in London. You can't go second star to the right and straight until morning if you're in San Francisco. It only works in London. Uh, yeah, that's a different sky, gotcha. Jordan. There you go. Yeah. There, a different sky. All right, uh, Eric. You've been talking a while, so here's a question: Do you want to talk about Robin Williams first, or do you want to talk about Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins first? Ooh, let's uh, talk about Robin because he. Okay. Uh, uh, this is. I don't want to say the height of his career, but this is definitely one of its peaks. Right. Um, the first thing I noticed um, was he was hairless. <laughs> there was, uh, but there was a lot of sweat. <laughs> there was a lot of sweat. <laughs> that um, man can, can sweat. Have you ever seen one of his stand-ups? He is hopefully. just drenched mm -hmm. always. Like he is a shower. very wet, hairy man. Yeah. Um, this man is my childhood. Right. I mean, like most showing, childhood. Right. Yeah. I'm showing my age here. 36 years old. I grew up <gasps> with Hook, you know, grew up with Patch Adams, Jack. I saw Jack in theaters. If We're we about all to see him uh, in our next nostalgia mm -hmm. movie, well, too. Also, Ooh. you want to feel real old? He was 40 in this movie. Yeah. So we're like, I'm only four years younger than him at this point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we don't look like that, though. We don't look like you know we're miserable. We don't. We don't look like it. Um, okay. All right. So, what so, about yeah. Robin, Robin Williams then? Um, uh, it, I it, actually. This movie. I I like him. Of course, we all know the myth, which I guess is not a myth because it is true. Michael Jackson originally wanted to play him. I don't think that's this. This movie would have been different with Michael Jackson. Um, for love of God. Um, <laughs> they, I, they would have been fantastic. This would not have held up as well if Michael Jackson was playing Peter Pan, lover of children. In this movie, uh, accused, accused, but <laughs> acquitted. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hook, I'm bad, Jamona. So I uh, just—he's come on, children. 
he's uh, on a hot streak, or at least Robin Williams is about to uh, kind of be on on his hot streak. But I mean, after this, he was, or before this, he was. Oh, he did Cadillac Men bef- uh, before this. Did Poet Society before this? Uh, oh, the Adventures of Baron uh, Munchausen. It was one of my favorites, a Terry Gillum movie. Uh, and then after is really when it starts hitting. Fern Gully, Aladdin, Toys is one of my personal favorites. Miss Doubtfire, you know, and then we can just got that Don't locked forget. chunk of, of of our childhood in there, uh, among other things, right? So Don't forget Flubber. Uh, I, <laughs> I I will I will forget Flubber, but going Thanks. forward and uh, to to this because it's also a like a non musical part. All those other movies, he's singing. Um, maybe not Dead Poet Society. That would be, that would be that's weird. That'd be a different. That movie. would have uh, lightened the mood just a little bit. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have cried as much in that movie if he was singing. But he's uh, perfect in this. He's perfect, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 well, because the role demands for it to be someone who's a bit aged, right? And I think it's it still only can be him. Uh, as much as I would like for it to be, or I would argue that anyone could play it, but it's best for him because as old as he was, 40, he could still play boyish. He could still play youthful. He's mm-hmm. always that energetic, energetic voice that we know that is like a toddler. And uh, it just it just works for this movie. It, it helps that you could have someone like Dustin Hoffman to play uh, right. with because that only works as, as well. I... Don't know what Julia Roberts was on in this movie. Uh, I, she was on Keith Sutherland in this movie. Yeah, it it does. Seem... You want know to talk about? Did, 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 did you read that? I, I was reading it up, dude. Like like uh, they called her Tinker Hell on set. I guess she was supposed to get married to Keith Kiefer Sutherland, and the marriage didn't happen, and she decided to flee to Ireland. Oh. And like and like Steven Spielberg like went to Ireland. It's like get back to the movie or you're fired, kind of thing. Like. And I guess she was pissed because that was not what she signed up for, uh, which I can understand that because she signed up to play Tinkerbell, not knowing that the whole movie is going to be in front of like a, you know, like a green screen thing for mm-hmm. her, you know, and wearing a really bad wig. I mean, yeah. I mean, but this is, but this is right after Pretty Woman, right? You would think that she would be all about this. Uh, yeah, this, this definitely, uh, I, I thought that this was, hold on, let me pull it up here. I thought this was the start of her uh, kind of, the rumor of the inflated ego that was Julia Roberts of her being a difficult. Yeah, this was, was after, that her after Flatliners, after Pretty Woman, after Steel Magnolias, after Mystic Pizza. Yeah, so obviously she's she's riding on a real big high right now, and she goes into uh, the hook. Oh, she probably got a Pelican Brief in the can too, or maybe mm-hmm. she's working on that too. Um, but yeah, I I mean she's she's. You know, she she's got nothing to lose, uh, because she could just say probably no to this. No, I'm not what I wanted. I'm Julia Roberts, uh, right? And probably uh, became that way. But uh, who knows? I'm not going to speak for her. I know that the that family has enough controversy in itself without us, uh, a uh, huge and esteemed podcast like Movie Guys Podcast, bad mouthing her. Uh, we are esteemed. We've been on for a very long time. Thank uh, you. Well respected with such pull. Of a podcast as you don't know, you don't know. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. I want to talk about after I read the interview from Playboy with Dustin Hoffman, I was like, What? and I went back into YouTube the scenes and I went, Oh, it is true. Um, 
So with that being said, Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins is just absolutely terrific in this movie. Um, and then I guess the interview with Playboy, Dustin Hoffman said that when him and Bob Hoskins was reading the script, they both looked at each other at the same time and went, oh, they're gay. Yeah. So we're going to pl- so Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins said we're going to play these characters as, as two old queens, if you will, yeah. and just have a gay old time, no pun intended. And as soon as I went back and saw those scenes again, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, that's, that's exactly awesome. what uh, I, I saw it as, too. Um, I know yeah, what article you, you are referring to. I know what you're referencing. And that's I was said to watch it this again, because just like you, Jordan, I have not seen this movie in a very, very long time. Right. I was really excited to see it. Sarah, you do not agree. You made a face. You don't agree that these guys are two old queens just having a, a blast of a time. I mean, I could see it. You know, Captain Hook is is very particular about his appearance. Uh, and Smee dotes on him as any first mate should do, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it adds anything to the movie or detracts anything, but... Oh, I think it adds everything. Spielberg came into the room, I guess, according to this interview, and said to uh, uh, Hopkins, guys, we're making a kid's movie. <laughs> but, of course, they were on a boat full of semen. Whoa. Uh, uh, oh, oh, now I get it. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I would just see them as, like, a Bird and Ernie. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Yeah. But who are gay. Yeah tons of it i'm just saying it to me that actually does matter for this movie though because uh those two are those two are the only two maybe a little bit of robin williams but those two are the only people that realize what movie they're making i told that to eric like i don't think the kids i don't think kids realize what they're making i think i think the kids are thinking this is going to be a big blockbuster maybe robin booms felt that way i don't know but dennis oh my god i can't talk right dustin hoffman Dustin yes. Hoffman and Bob Hoskins are absolutely, absolutely amazing in this. I told Eric that uh, Dustin Hoffman is my Captain Hook. Yeah. There is there is no other Captain Hook that I've seen that plays that character as well as Dustin Hoffman in this movie. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love it. A uh, little fun fact that I read, too, is that in the book, I guess Captain Hook is supposed to be, his right hand is supposed to be the hook, but Dustin Hoffman is right-handed, so they made it to the left hand. Got it. Yeah. Um, Why do you, okay, so what happens is Peter uh, gets sent back to uh, Neverland, and the whole thing is in three days, Tinkerbell and the Lost Boys are going to get Peter to understand who he is to have Captain Hook's big war. But in the meantime, he's going to come up with a plan with Shmee, uh, which I think is the scene of the movie. I don't know if you guys agree with me when when Hook and Shmi are just talking in Hook's uh, bedroom quarters, if you will, just about their plan, the little the little toy sets and Captain's the, quarters, Shmi. Oh yeah. God! Oh, dude, the 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 darn uh, bed coming out of the ceiling's ridiculous. That's clearly not in a. Sh- that's it's lovely. It's beautiful, <laughs> and they are going to make the children love him. Uh, especially Jack. That's mm-hmm. how you get back at Peter Pan. Is that a good plot? Is that a good revenge yeah. thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, so the reason why I asked huge. that. Is, yeah. Well, well, the reason why I asked that is because it's only been three days. So Jack seems to forget who his father is pretty quickly. 
Uh, yeah, but he was already mad at, at Peter for missing his baseball game and, you know, going to Maggie's play, but missing his baseball game and sending his coworker to videotape it. And so I think there's a lot of resentment already built up there. And I think it's also Neverland where there's magic. You know, how many times does Peter forget that he's Peter Banning, not Peter Pan, and that he has to go rescue his children because he gets lost in the joy and magic of being a lost boy again. So for for Jack to, after three days, kind of forget his dad, I don't think that's unreasonable. I see, I actually disagree with that because he because he says to Captain Hook when Robert Williams is all panned out there and doing his thing, he's like, who is that, Captain? And it's like, come on, dude, this is your dad. You don't know that after three days? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, you want to talk about the boo box? <laughs> the boo box? Who's oh, you- the pirate? Want to talk about Glenn Close? I want to talk about how that's Glenn Close, and my wife does not believe me that that's Glenn Close. Yeah, that's, 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 Glenn, that's Glenn Close. I, yep. I while it was happening to the the pirates, the uh, we caught a few other. Oh, we caught Phil Collins. Yes, Phil Collins is the is the uh, detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, as uh, the pirates are going through, I caught uh, what was it? Uh, Crosby, Dave, is it David Crosby, David Crosby, and then in some googling, Jimmy Buffett is the pirate who tries to take Peter's shoes. Yes, I read that too. Um, can I talk about the boo box one more time? Um, so as a kid, that like terrified me, right? Because I didn't know this was Glenn Close, not a big deal at the time. It was just a pirate who was being uh, captured at their, was, against their will, screaming. As a kid, I always knew something was off about that pirate. Something <laughs> was off. It just like something looked off about it, and I didn't know what it was. It. I thought it was like an our Garfunkel type of thing at first, but then I realized later on it was just like a feminine look and then someone told me, Glenn Close, a weight was lifted. It's like right. you know, like it was like that that puzzle that was unsolved for years, you know, just like, oh that oh, I get it. Sweet well relief. Okay, so my question with this is um I'm a big Bond fan. I'm a big James Bond fan. And in the first James Bond movie, Doctor No uh, the three blind mice put uh, tarantulas on James Bond's bed. And that's scary. That's terrifying, right? Because tarantulas are going to kill him. Well, if you grow up and you realize that tarantulas are actually are not poisonous, they don't they don't kill people. Um, is this boo box? Is just for pain? Do scorpion stings kill people? Yeah. That many? Yes. Yes. It was, it was just two. Oh, yeah. It was just two. Okay. Yes. Scorpions can kill people. All of them? No, I'm just asking. No, not not all of them uh, can can kill people. Some of them, uh, like a lot of them, have like just just some more commonly probably have some venom that would hurt like a son of a gun. Probably like you know however many bee stings multiplied. Probably some to like you know create huge welts or paralyze you know certain parts. Um, and then some probably can kill you. Most certainly, death I, from <laughs> death from scorpion stings rarely occur in people older than six years old all right so here's my question was this just a torture to make the pirate hurt or is this movie saying that these scorpions are killing glenn close only about 25 of the 1500 known species of scorpions can deliver stings that are fatal to humans so maybe it was one of those right i'm just asking for this movie do we are we do we think we, they're just stinging or are they they are they are they, he torturing or killing yeah is he torturing or killing that's what my i mean he's willing to have people walk the plank so i think i think he's well you know what 
I think he's teaching a lesson, so I think he's just torturing. He just randomly torturing. shoots his pirates. It's oh my god! I laughed at that scene when they were in the baseball game and the <laughs> and, and, uh, and the catcher when the guy steals base shoots him. I loved it. Oh, um, I, 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 I laughed when uh, Peter Banning p- pulled out his checkbook and hook <laughs> shot the shot yeah and then the, <laughs> shot the pirate behind him. And the yeah. pirate just goes limp yeah. and falls. <laughs> that was good. Um, there's only one scene in the movie that made me uncomfortable, and that was the mermaid makeout scene. <laughs> and Riley says, "Ew," because she's in this phase now. My six-year-old, to people who are listening, doesn't like when mom and dad kiss. Ew, you know. It is gross. Um, it's husband-wife pecs, if that. But anywho, uh, so when they kiss, the mermaids and uh, Peter Pan kiss. She's like, "Ew," and I was like, "No, honey, they're giving him air." You see the bubbles? Yes. yes! That's you, that's I, what I, I say this with too. such. Emphasis because Eric said the same thing that oh they're kissing he's cheating on his wife I said no they're giving him air they're giving him air there's oh, air bubbles yeah duh I, I was trying to be funny <laughs> oh you were you were trying for sure I was wondering which one was Ariel <laughs> <laughs> nice nice the, um, none the of red them. hair right right um Eric Sarah a little bit of TMI for your couple have you guys ever done that as a couple Gene and I have. Have whole, we ever done what? The done the whole uh, going to the water, like the underwater, like air thing. We have um, tried that to see if it actually works, and it doesn't. Oh for us. no, hell no, no. That does not work because I because of course, of course, it was me that came up with the idea. Like we were in a pool or something. I was like, hey, let's go, like you know, like hook style. Guess where I heard this from was hook. You know, under the water. Let's see if we can do hook the whole style. oxygen thing. No, it doesn't work. You guys never done this. You, you guys, we are, we are not we graceful above ground. Like, <laughs> this, this is true, but we also haven't been a lot of places where we're swimming together. Yeah, that's point. I'm just asking. I'm just asking if you guys have done that. You guys got to do it next time you guys are in a pool. One of you are going to go, ah, Jordan in the hook scene. That's going to happen. Um, don't look at me weird. That's going to happen. You know it will. Just like well, Jordan, will. one day when you put your in-ground pool in at your house, um, above ground. Oh, sorry, above ground pool. When we put your pool, when you put your pool in, we'll give it a try. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Peter <laughs> training montage. Uh-huh. Um, this was fun, right? And we get introduced to Rufio. Is Rufio, Rufio. A, is Rufio. he a good Peter Pan substitute? Yeah. Yeah. What makes him a good Peter Pan substitute? Just because he was so 90s? They were skateboarding in this. Oh. And Riley said, Riley said, can I make this one camera? And then we could go on. Uh, they were skateboarding. They're chasing Peter, you know. And Riley says they're skateboarding. And Gina said it was the '90s, sweetie. <laughs> I mean, um, like yes. Rufio's '90s, right? It's like windscape surfing. He is, but there's kids that are chasing him skateboarding. Oh yeah, yes. but Rufio is, is, yeah. is a good Peter Pan substitute because he is Peter Pan. He just can't fly. He is young at heart. He's whimsical. He takes over when Peter leaves, maybe. I don't know if Peter bequeathed the sword to him. It doesn't sound like it. Um, I don't know. I think he's good, but okay. I also love Count Rufio. three <laughs> Mohawks, okay? Yeah, yeah. Skunkhead with too much moose. Um, Whoa. He doesn't fly. Rufio doesn't fly. Nobody flies but Peter. I, I think that's, again, a fairy thing. Yes, you need fairy. Well... Peter doesn't need fairy dust to fly. Peter uh, can just fly. 
So Rufio could get the fairy dust from Tinker. Tink yes. was was dousing him with with dust since day one. But when they were in their old house, all he had to do was think of a happy thought. He didn't need her fairy dust at that time. Peter Pan can always fly, but nobody oh, else can okay. unless you have fairy dust. Okay, now see that's where I call BS on because you said that all Peter needed to do to learn to fly again was think a happy thought. But then he tells his children in the movie, think of a happy thought. And then they but think of happy thoughts. Tinkerbell and gave gave them fairy dust. So the happy thoughts well. nonsense. It's, it helps. It helps, but it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. For anybody else besides besides Peter Pan. So we don't know okay, so from the from the way this movie is showing us, Peter did not bequeath, you said, uh Rufio then. So I don't think so. I don't know what happened when Peter left. Okay, so well, that's my question. That's my big question. If Peter's 40 and he left when he was oh, 13, mm -hmm. it's been 25 plus years. Mm -hmm. What's been happening in Neverland? How many pans have we had in between then? Uh, and also, has Rufio and the Lost Boys been fighting Captain Hook? Yeah, I think they antagonized Captain Hook. Um, they kill pirates. You know. Yeah. When? We never seen this. We never seen him do it uh, at all. We never actually. see the Indians either, but they reference them a bunch of they times. They do. They did say the Indians. Yeah, they're not in this at all, are they? No. Probably because the they didn't want a reprise of what makes the red man red. Oof. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, so I noticed the Lost Boys, I don't know if it was just a design or if it was a reason for the story, but I noticed that all the Lost Boys had different types of clothing on. Like there were like some Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. There was a kid clearly from the Bronx. Um, yeah. Are these all runaways that somehow Tink is, 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 mm -hmm. is Tinkerbell like the mastermind here where she just has like this, an orphan um, light bulb go off and she goes and gets that orphan and brings him back? And that's a serious Maybe. question. There's there's apparently other magical creatures all over Never Neverland, never and this is from not just the book. This is all from different reiterations and different movies. Whoever you want to include in Disney or in Fox or whatever the hell, uh, this production would be uh, just because. So um, because of that, I think you can probably include like more fairies, maybe recruiting more lost boys. Maybe that's what happened. You know, okay. uh, during uh, the downfall of Pan, uh, the first era, the second coming of Rufio, the age of the first, you know, uh, beget Abraham, who beget Peter, who beget James Hook. Who beget... So the food fight, <laughs> the yes. food fight was great, right? What a it's great uh, children thing where he's like, he's so excited. They have these hot steaming pots. He opens up, there's nothing there. And then. My six-year-old is like, there's no food. And I said, he has to play, just like you do. He has to play. He has to play. So there. What a great food fight. That food always looks amazing. I wish I would eat that food now, those pies and the great neon colors. I was on the set of Batman and Robin with this, right? It was wonderful. I love this food fight. Um, Peter Pan finds out who he is. He gets into it. The questions earlier in the show, right? All my questions that I had. And then we get the fight, right? This was the part on my VHS tape that it was always on. Right, this fight was great. All the designs. Um, who was the? Who was the? Uh, oh God, what what was the what was the fat kid's name? Tough butt. Is the name Tough Butt? Isn't it like uh, like tug tug butt or something? Thud. Thud, 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 thud butt. 
Thudbutt. I love Thudbutt in this. Um, I love how he's rolling like a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of the kids kill any pirates. Because it's no, all like I don't think they do on, on camera. No, I, I compared it to Home Alone. The kids were home aloneing. The pirates were trying to kill. Did a Home Alone come out in 90? Yeah. So this was one year after. Okay. Um, loved it. Of course, we get the sad death of Hook killing Rufio. How did that make you feel? Oh, I cried. Now or then? Both. Oh, what? <laughs> you're, you're, Rufio you're died. You're oh my gosh. You're Sarah. I don't care, Jordan. I cry about everything. I cried when all of the the poor little lost boys stood up for Granny Wendy and were like blowing her kisses. I teared up when Rufio died. I teared up because I am a human. All right. So I guess you're sad when Bambi's mom dies. Yeah, it's devastating. Yes, it's devastating when they stop drawing the deer, Sarah. I, I applaud, Jordan. I cheer. When's the last time I, you watched Liam Before Time? I that one it. as an adult also cry like a baby. Ah, uh, last year. I, I showed Riley last year. We, we we actually had this conversation off air, Sarah, last oh. year when I showed her. And I was like, I did not know the movie was only an hour. Yeah, it's, it's real quick. Yeah, we didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that. Um, no, I mean, like, Rufio dying actually pissed me off. It didn't make me sad. It pissed me off because it doesn't make sense. Because why would you kill Rufio? I mean, Peter Pan is not going to stay in Neverland. He's going to go back. It, so why not have Rufio just continue on with the group? Because it needed to be a surrogate son for Peter Pan. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thing, actually, now watching it and realizing that, dang, Peter was more of a dead to these lost boys than he ever was mm-hmm. to his kids. Right, that's kind of the and metaphor I, with that, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think that's where he, he learns that, where he's just like, Oh geez, I I guess I was a father this entire time, um, or I I knew that I could be, or that I had, I knew that I could be a father just like I can be Peter Pan, you know. Someone else had to believe in me, or I'm sure there's some sort of thing that I'm close to getting there. So Eric, like, you do oh, not I agree can. with me then that. So Eric, you do not because Sarah doesn't. You do not agree with me at all that that Rufio dying was stupid. I, I could take it or leave it type of thing. I would have, to be honest, after rewatching this, I think I would have liked to have seen more of Rufio. They really didn't um, do a whole lot with him besides made him, I, I guess, a, a more of more of like that. Nineties, yeah, more nineties. But no, his his whole character was just to be kind of you know the uh, uh, kind of a, a jumping point for Peter to obviously get to where he needs to go or just kind of push the story along. And then also obviously like sell some McDonald's Happy Meal toys with it too, uh, which I'm sure that I, I think I had, I had these toys by the way. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. My so favorite one was, was the hook uh, hand or you could, uh, you know, the three different or like four different attachments. There's like a hook mm-hmm. knife and like a serrated blade. Anyway. So I, um, so I thought of this then, um, since Rufio's all black, since you're talking about this, Eric, would have been better since he's wearing all black and he has the weird hair and stuff. Would have been better for the story if he was the evil Pan and Pan would have to fight and overcome him? Ooh. That no, because that's just one more much. thing he has to overcome. It could be like the it could be the sub boss before the final boss. You know but like I mean? not only does he have to remember how to be Peter Pan and go through all his training, he also has to save his children. Like I think if he had to fight evil Pan, that's just 
that's too many things for an already long movie. But he looks like Evil Pan. That's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, like, he has that look. Maybe he was just styling himself after Peter, because that's what he knew. Oh, Erica, that's a good question. If, if anything, um, it would be more, kind of not just like Evil Pan, but more like a, I don't know, like a shadow or something. Yeah. You know? Oh. Which, okay. um, you know, if Steven Spielberg is known for one thing, it is the, the shadow silhouette. That man does it in every one of his movies. He does. Um, so, looky, looky, I got hooky, right? We get we get the big fight here. Uh, Peter, uh, sir, comes and wins. And I have a question. The crocodile. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this one. Okay, because <laughs> the crocodile is dead. It's this gigantic clock tower. It falls on top of Hook, but then it belches and Hook is gone. So Magic. Okay. All right. You know what? I have to accept it. I can't be mad at it because I'm in a world of little kids flying and fairies and, and, and pirates that they never established in this movie why Captain Hook is even there. They built themselves a little city for what? Where did they come from? We don't know. It doesn't matter, I guess, right? Nope. Okay. It just does not matter. Peter goes back to the real world, if you will, and he brings back Toodles, his marbles, and then Toodles flies away. So does Toodles go to Neverland, or is he? He doesn't fly he away. Fly? He just flies up, right, in the room. No, no, he flies no, he in. Does he fly out the room. Oh yeah, that's right. No, no. If you watch the credits, uh, credits, he just spins around. Yeah, I think for he just bit. plays. I don't think okay. he he doesn't go to Neverland. Speaking There's nothing of, there for him. Speaking of playing, uh, did you guys see the cameo of George Lucas and Carrie Fisher? I did. Yeah, that was stupid because why even have – I mean it's so far away. Can't see yeah, you can't tell. Uh, the scene is uh, – what is it? The bridge. Uh, the At bridge the scene in the beginning. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. but, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into our popcorn ratings. Eric. Let's get, let's get into it. What is your popcorn rating for Hook? Uh, man, this, this movie did hold up. Like – it, it really did. In fact, it, it kind of hit harder. Um, we didn't even talk about Maggie Smith or uh, <gasps> or Caroline Goodall, uh, who played uh, Moira, uh, who um, had a really good moment there where there was um, in London, I think she was telling Peter, Peter the, you know, about their kids. It's like, hey, you got to hang out with these kids now because this moment doesn't last forever. Right? right, like you got this moment, and then that's it. And uh, oh, and she says, like you know, um, spend time with it. Well, they want to spend time with you because then they're not going to want mm-hmm. to. And yeah, it's like hearing that. It, you you hear that like uh, as a kid, I don't know what it what it means, but here it is, an adult, and just like whoa, it's a different movie. Suddenly, this movie is, is starting to hit. Uh, I I thought that was great. Maggie Smith is wonderful. Um, just you know what more can i say about her she she obviously nailed it out of the park she plays granny wendy i think they probably aged her up quite a bit in this movie yeah she was only 57 in this movie playing an 80 something year old uh i like the 90s tech in this movie who was uh was Great to see the cell phones, uh, the Star Tech Sellies uh, make a callback. I don't know. I, I, I guess I want to keep it with a large. Like, it's just. Oh. Uh, uh, it's a Steven Spielberg um, movie, you know? Like, and for that, it goes to place to all the tropes of Steven Spielberg, which he does 
a lot of in every movie, and I'm sure every student uh, film can, you know, a film can analyze all of his um, movies and realize that he does a lot of the same camera tricks and uh, cinema tricks that are all over his his uh, movies have become his staples. The characters make this movie flat out. Robin Williams is a classic. Dustin Hoffman rocks it. Bob uh, Hoskins is amazing as me. Julia Roberts was there too. It was wonderful. And Maggie Smith just tops it all off to make it even better. So it's it's memorable. Um, it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't date itself too bad. I think it holds up. It keeps it as a continuation of the story. Uh, so and therefore it makes it its own. And I'll keep it at that. All right, large bag for you. So I went into this going to give it a small, right? Like I went into the movie, not the review. Uh, because for some reason you love something when you're a kid and you get older, you, oh, don't like that. That was for kids stuff. I'm not going to like it as an adult, right? And I think that's what's going to be fun about this, nostra- this nostalgia extravaganza series because I've been shocked, right? Brave little toaster, anybody? Shocked yeah. me. Um, so I went in this knowing, uh, the BS, knowing the behind the scenes stuff, just knowing that this movie is not that great. And I ended up loving it. Um, I, I do think the story has a lot of plot holes. Like I said, my review of it hasn't changed. Like I said, in the beginning, um, I love the characters. Dustin Hoffman is just brilliant in this. And I, I loved him in this. Um, I liked some of the fight scenes. They were good. Um, I think this is a movie that definitely holds up, and I'm glad it's getting a cult following. I'm glad that our generation is showing our children this because uh, this is this is something that's fun. So short and sweet. I agree with Eric. I was going to go into this movie as a small. It's definitely large. This is fun. Check it out again for those of you who are listening. Oh, uh, Check John, it out again. John Williams, too. John Williams mm-hmm. score mm-hmm. as well. So, Sarah, Eric, and I both give give this one a large. Are you going to make it a – Make it a trifecta here. What popcorn rating do you give Hook? I will complete the trifecta with a large bag of popcorn. I mean, come on. I came into this knowing... I've I've watched this movie in the last couple of years, so I knew how much I enjoyed it. I know how much I love it. Uh, I, in my angsty teen years, would quote... There's a line at the end where Tinkerbell says, you know that place between sleep and awake, that place where you where you still remember dreaming. That's where I'll always love you, Peter Pan. That's where I'll be waiting. I love that line. It's just, ugh, gives me all the feels. Um, But I mean, everything that you guys have said, Robin Williams is fantastic. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is every hook that I ever want him to be. Maggie Smith is a gem. Um, And this movie is fantastic. And if you haven't watched it lately, you need to go see it again. Yeah, absolutely. This movie is 90s through and through. Love it, right? That's what this whole point is. I love it. So, and I love it when you download our episodes. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's a good segue, Sarah. Don't give me that look. Uh, But like always, check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. But we all know you're listening to us on your phone. So whatever platform you get your podcast from, we are on. Thank you so much for downloading. And we'll be back next week, next Thursday, for another awesome episode. Thank you so much, Eric and Sarah, for joining me. Have a good night.